Welcome to Squawk 5353, the Private Pilot Podcast, Episode 1. I'm your host, Izzy Simon, a private pilot sharing my tips, tricks, and skills with you. Today, we will cover an introduction to the podcast, introducing myself, and get started right away with something we all love to do, take passengers flying with us. Stay tuned and Squawk 5353. Before we get into the content, I would like to introduce myself. Uh, I'm a young private pilot located just north of EAA AirVenture. I am currently going for my instrument rating and I would love to share what I've learned in aviation from my wonderful instructors with everyone. I hope to share insights that I've learned in my journey through aviation. I've been blessed with the opportunity to go through flight training on a full scholarship, allowing me to learn how to fly without the financial burden. In this podcast, we will look at things that I have learned and would like to share with you, as well as monthly aviation news broadcasts. These monthly aviation news broadcasts will come out on the first Wednesday of every month, with other episodes coming out every Wednesday. I hope to share the things that I have learned to help you become a better pilot. Please do not mistake this for flight training. I'm just sharing what I have learned with the hope that we can all make the skies a safer place. And now for the main topic of today, Bringing passengers aboard. Bringing passengers aboard after you get your license is one of the most exciting feelings. Yet, it is important to do it with safety in mind. The first thing I ever do before I even have a passenger enter the plane is to give them a flight briefing. I like to tell them where we're going, how long it's going to take, and let them know that unfortunately, the Cessna 172 that I fly does not have a bathroom on board. Depending on the weather, I'll either have them come out to the plane with me to pre-flight or wait in the FBO. Once the pre-flight is complete, I'll invite them into the airplane. From there, I will give my passenger briefing. I like to use the acronym SAFETY. S is for seat or seatbelts. It is important for your passengers to know how to move their seat forward and backwards and how to operate their seatbelts. For many airplanes, seatbelts are just like those of cars. However, in some aircraft, seatbelts can be complex, so it's important to share this information with your passengers. The A in the SAFETY acronym is for the air, not the air that you're flying through, but your air vents and heat. On a summer day, it can be 92 degrees on the ramp, but by the time you get up to 6,000 feet, it's down to 70 degrees. It's important that your passengers know how to operate their air vents so that they are comfortable throughout the entire flight. Having to divert your attention away from flying the airplane if a passenger needs help with their air vent is not ideal. Next, we have the fire extinguisher. Fires can and do occur, It is important to brief your passengers on where the fire extinguisher is to have an extra pair of hands if needed. Make sure to show your passengers where it is located, how to unlatch it, and how to use it in the event of a fire. Make sure that your passengers understand that the fire extinguisher is toxic. Next, the E in the safety acronym stands for exits, emergencies, and equipment. These three things go together. It is important that your passengers understand how to use their door or exit. Most aircraft do not have door handles like those of many cars, so your regular civilian may not know how to operate the doors. In the event of an emergency, it's important to brief your passengers on what to do. There are different procedures for an off-field landing or for when an airplane is ditched in the water. Make sure your passengers understand these procedures. Finally, there is equipment. For those of us who fly above the service ceiling, it is important that we provide oxygen not only for the flight crew, 
but also for our passengers. They are not required to use it. However, it is still recommended that you show them. This is one example of equipment that they may use. The T in the acronym is for traffic and talking. Your passengers may not have the trained eye that you have for spotting VFR traffic. However, it is still important to brief them on how to spot for traffic and how to call it out. An extra set of eyes never hurt anyone in the air. Make sure you brief your passengers on the clock-like system that we use to spot traffic. This way, if ATC makes a call saying traffic at your 2 o'clock, both you and your passenger will be able to know where to look. The other T, or talking, is important because oftentimes we as pilots are making ATC communications. Air traffic control can be very stressful for pilots. Being able to maintain a conversation while communicating with air traffic control can be incredibly difficult. So it is often best to advise your passengers that to, to either have a symbol to show when not to talk or to simply tell them, please don't talk until we get onto the ground and park. This way, it ensures the safety of both you and other aircraft in the air. Finally, the Y is for your question. After giving them the previous letters of the briefing, it's important to make sure that they understand everything in full. Many of these people seem embarrassed by questions that they may have because they've never flown in GA aircraft before. Make sure you ask them in a polite way so that they feel welcome to ask questions. These questions are a great way to reassure a reluctant rider or to encourage a potential future pilot and their interest in aviation. In the article, Managing Your Passengers by Jason Blair from PlaneThePilotMag.com, he writes smart ways to manage your passengers. He starts off his article by writing about the distractions caused by passengers. Oftentimes I'll be flying a passenger and get lost in a conversation. I don't realize that I've gained 500 feet on my altitude or that my heading is no longer my desired course. There are certain ways to ensure that your passengers don't interfere with your flying. While you can use the ISO mode on your radios so that it's only crew communications, there are other options as well. I usually use some stern words if I can't get a passenger to be quiet while I need to make radio calls or are during an important phase of flight, such as landing or takeoff. Oftentimes, this is their first time flying in a GA aircraft, and it's best to be able to have an open line of communication with them, but also have them understand that at some point you need to focus on flying before you can focus on them as the passenger. One thing I never really noticed until I had taken my best friend up flying was the fact that passengers get motion sickness. Now flying in a small Cessna 172, you get used to the moderate turbulence that you experience just about on any day with winds over 10 knots. My friend, who usually had no problem flying on commercial airlines, was taken aback by the bumpy ride we took as we went to a small, uncontrolled airport. In the case of motion sickness, it's important to be able to assist a passenger who is feeling sick. Oftentimes in movies, you see people breathing in bags. This trick actually is very useful. Just remember that passengers never want to tell you that they aren't feeling well. They see that you're happy in the airplane and they don't want to ruin that. So just be on the lookout for your passengers and see if anything is out of the ordinary with their behavior. Finally, one thing that I think a lot of pilots struggle with is get their itis. Now, I personally am never flying to any destination for any specific reason, such as a wedding, but I do have experience with people encouraging me to go flying on days when the weather is less than perfect. Although I typically make the good call, I often feel pressured by these other people and other expectations set by my passengers. 
It is important to have personal minimums that are robust. If the weather does not meet your personal minimums, you just have to say no to a flight. Always have a backup plan in case you can't go on the time which you would like to. Relating back to my experiences, I always think it's important to have entertainment for your passengers. With the increase of cell phones, it's easy for your passengers to find entertainment on social media or on games on their phone. Entertaining your passengers goes back to the briefing before the flight. If you let them know that it's going to be a three-hour flight, most people are going to bring something to keep themselves entertained. A second thing that is important to remember when looking at carrying passengers is your proficiency in a certain airplane. Now, I've only ever flown the Cessna 172, and I feel very comfortable in that setup. However, there are certain incidents where people do not feel comfortable in a certain type of airplane as they transition from a training model to something larger or something that they haven't flown before. It is important to build time in an airplane that you are unfamiliar with before you feel safe bringing passengers. One thing that is huge about bringing passengers on general aviation flights is asking them for their weight. It is always an uncomfortable conversation when you have to sit down with someone and say, well, how much do you weigh? However, in the means of safety, it is important to ask people these questions. Knowing someone's correct weight is the difference between a successful takeoff on a short field runway or colliding with trees that border the edge of the airport field. After a while, you get used to asking people this question. It no longer is embarrassing to you or your passenger if you get comfortable enough with them. I know many pilots often skimp by this step. When carrying a single passenger, most pilots never ask. However, I still make it a good practice to ask because it makes it less uncomfortable for when I do actually need to ask. Not only are passenger briefs recommended, they're required under 91.519. 91.519 states that a pilot in command of an airplane carrying passengers should make sure that passengers are orally been briefed on the following. Smoking. The smoking briefing shall include a statement as appropriate that the federal aviation regulations require passenger compliance with lighted passenger information signs and no smoking placards. Oftentimes, when you get passengers sitting right seat, they want to fly the airplane. To my knowledge, there is no regulation that says that they cannot. However, you are the pilot in command of the aircraft, so if there's anything that goes wrong, it will fall on you. However, if you feel comfortable in a passenger's ability, you can let them fly for the entire flight. And now a journey into my flying journey. As I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, I am a private pilot, and I have been a private pilot for about three months. I'm currently enrolled in the 141 program to become an instrument pilot. I started this training about two weeks ago, and I continue to advance as we approach the new year. I'm excited to begin instrument flying because it opens up a whole new world of opportunities. This week in training, we looked at straight and level flight under the hood, constant speed turns, time turns, constant rate climbs and descents, as well as looking at instrument approaches and holding patterns. We closed out the week by looking at steep turns and returning back to holding patterns. Thank you for listening to Squawk 5353, the Private Pilot Podcast. Make sure to subscribe so episodes are downloaded directly to your phone, and it makes our show easier to find for other people who you think might enjoy it. And as always, let's make the skies a safer place.